Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Well, I've learned a couple of things about the whole Maui sitch uh, and, and the federal executive branch response, if you will. And yesterday I misspoke. I, I was saying that the $700 they're offering the households of Maui, uh, I, I thought, and I misread, I guess, my wife pointed this out last night, that uh, I thought it was an ongoing payment once a month for two years. And apparently it's just one payment of 700 bucks. One and I thought it was a lame idea with the 700 a month for two years, but it's just one payment of $700. And I learned this morning, listening to uh, uh, Trey and, and Elaine talking about this, and you guys talking about it, that uh, they, they have to apply for this uh, online, and they don't, do they even have internet at, at, at this point uh, on the island? Or is it, it's pretty dicey. Uh, and then there's a wire transfer. So, in other words, they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're really not doing anything for Maui, uh, if that's it. And Jean Karine Clouseau, Cousteau, the black lesbian who uh, is is acting like a press secretary right now, uh, wouldn't answer that question. I mean, uh, the first response after Biden uh, didn't say anything at the beach there in Rehoboth uh, was, well, they're praying. And uh, and we've, we've heard, what, routinely from a couple of different sources that the full force of the, of the federal government, the government is doing everything possible. President Biden is on this 24-7. And they're flinging 700 bucks at him that they're probably not even going to be able to freaking get. Wow. Thought this was the president of empathy. I guess it depends on who it is. Maybe he's got some futures in uh, land uh, uh, proposals on Maui. Is Does uh, Hunter have any interest in owning land on Maui? You could build a hell of a crack house on Maui. I don't know, but it, it's it's the whole Maui thing is st- is starting to stink really bad on a number of different levels. Uh, I, I was getting weird about it when the governor, uh, uh, one of the first things he starts talking about is climate change. And Trey brought up a, a valid point with the, the, the outcry against a Republican president during Katrina. Um, and Katrina, and I, I actually worked with Michael Brown, who was the former head of FEMA, uh, in Denver. Uh, he obviously didn't continue much longer as the director of FEMA in them thar days. And he actually became, he was offered a, a gig at the station I was at KOA in Denver, and, and he took it. And he, I, I think he's still on the air somewhere. Uh, and, you know, it, it, the failure of Katrina was, was in place before George Walker Bush got involved. Uh, the failure of Katrina was uh, the governor, uh, is, in my opinion, is squarely on the shoulders of the governor of that state at that time. Uh, and Mayor Ray Nagin of New Orleans, uh, they, we now have the infamous images of buses that could have gotten people out of there, uh, submerged in water, unused. Uh, they did nothing in preparation for a storm they knew was coming. They knew it was coming. Uh, I'm trying to remember when Katrina actually made landfall and things went south. It was uh, I know that Nagan gave a presser that Sunday, uh, and Nagan pretty much immediately started blaming the federal response for somehow being the blame for the storm. It was really surreal. Point being, 
that when it was a, a Republican uh, president, an administration, and you can say whatever you want about GW, I kind of love and hate him. <laughs> I, I loved him during 9-11, then quickly it became obvious that he was no different really than any other politician inside the swamp. And I, I agree with Trey on that one. Uh, but the outcry from the left in this country was shrill and unrelenting. And I had forgotten about the, uh, was it Kanye West who said uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people? And then Chris Rock, I think a few months later, came out and said George Bush doesn't care about midgets. Remember that? Uh, very surreal time, but when it's a Republican governor or Republican president, boy, were they screaming their brains out. They are oddly silent now. And, you know, we, we are seeing at least Katrina-level destruction on the island of Maui. I think because it's an island, you're, you're, you're dealing with a situation that is e- even far worse in scope than Katrina. And he's flinging 700 bucks at him. $700, again, the entire process of getting the one-time payment of 700 bucks is electronic. And many of them... Well, they don't have freaking electronics to get the money. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. And, and I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I still have my thoughts. And, yeah, you may think I'm going Alex Jonesy on you here, and, and I don't really care if you do. I, I, how this thing started, when you, when you have people, and I read the story, when you had people, they were arresting on that island. I believe in the weeks before, there were climate change activists who were attempting to start fires. Come on, man. I I don't know. I I think there's a lot to learn about Maui, and perhaps, hopefully, we will in time. Uh, But, you know, this $700 thing is just embarrassing, man. Let's go to Billy. Billy, how you doing? Doing good, Sean. Hey, I got a question. Maybe... What would happen if Ukraine had to start applying for this money and everything? Would things be a little different? Probably, but they don't have to. We just send it to them. I mean, every now and again, Zelensky, to get some screen time, because people I guess he feels people are starting to forget about him, will make a plea of some kind. But basically, at this point, they have an open checkbook from the American government. From well, from you and me, actually, from the American taxpayer, exactly. and we're going to fling exactly. seven hundred bucks at the people of Maui when we're spending hundreds of what was a hundred billion dollars have already gone uh, to Ukraine, I think, something like that. Uh, you know, it's exactly. it's it shows you where the the focus is when it comes to this administration. And my wife said it over the weekend: it's America last. It's always America last. Oh. Good point. Yep. Exactly. All right, man. I appreciate the call. You know, a funny little uh, side note here. Uh, We were talking about my breasts on wearing Rima, and I can tell you it's a true damn thing that I once, I once, I once, sorry, the Baltimore just came out in me. I, I, I once flashed my naked breasts at Michael Brown, the former head of FEMA. He laughed his ass off, broke yeah. up on the air. You also did it to me. I've done, I did it to you just the other day. You got something right. in common, Don, with Don, Michael. Oh, Don Michael got Brown. to see my mesh belly and my scars. Loads Wasn't that fun. fun for you? Yeah. No, I did. We were clowning around. He used to be on Saturday evenings, and I'd come on after him, and we we're clowning around, and I flashed my boobs at him. Looked like he needed a laugh, you know. But uh, anyway, it's not lost on me that the, the comparisons between the response to Katrina, and I mean the public, cultural and political response to George Bush and the, frankly, non-response to Biden uh, is resounding. I mean, it's it's unmistakable that the hypocrisy is in full swing right now in regards to these people. And, 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 and it's shameless. It's freaking shameless. I mean, the Rehoboth Beach thing, he has no comment now, I understand you don't want the old fool running his mouth on a hot mic as, as little as possible, yeah? I get it. But, man, that was bad optics. That was real bad optics. And I, the, the, more, more and more, I don't know, I, they, they don't seem to care anymore what the optics are. I mean, you, 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 as another example, look at what we're hearing now from this court clerk uh, in uh, Georgia with this 
with, with the grand jury uh, vote or the grand jury charges ending up on their own freaking website before they've even, you know, before they've even voted. And her, her new, originally they said it was fictitious, right? It just, it, it was, Tolkien wrote it, you know? It was, uh, Hobbits wrote the damn uh, thing that ended up on the uh, Fulton County website. It was fictitious. I don't even know what the hell that means. Oddly, though, it matched up precisely with the charges they leveled against the president and, his, and, and his, the folks around him. And so people weren't buying that bull crap. And so now she's, they, they got to throw this county clerk on the, on the, uh, on the fire there. And she's saying she screwed up. It was a working model for the document that was going to be released after they voted, which they hadn't done yet. And she says, I'm human. I made a mistake. She hit save and accidentally sent the working model or the whatever the hell. I don't even know what the hell that means. But the the working document, which wasn't an official document to the press queue. I've accidentally done a lot of stupid things on a computer. I don't even know how that's possible. And I don't know how they'd even have a working model if they hadn't voted yet. So, it, again, circling back around to my original point, they, they're, they're barely even trying to lie well in regards to what they're doing at this point. They don't care that you and I know. And by you and I, I mean the collective us, okay? The morons, the moron crowd will accept anything they spoon-feed them so they don't worry about them or their good graces or their you know, belief in, in what they're shoveling out there. They know they have the, the, the idiots in lockstep no matter what silly crap they put out there. But as far as you and me, I think it's moved beyond the point where they care that we know how full of crap they are. And I think it's now starting to slide into messaging territory (laughs) that we want you to know how freaking in control we are. So I don't know. I think the Maui thing, I think the whole response is pathetic and embarrassing. Uh, they're a soulless bunch of SOBs, and uh, good luck with that. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, talking about the federal response to Maui, which... Apparently, it's just one payment of $700 that they have to uh, apply for online uh, on an island on an, on an island in a, in a town where they may or may not even have internet access and getting your thoughts. Here's Mike. Mike, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm still down here in uh, Alabama now. Wow. On my way back, on my way back to Texas. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I wanted to comment on this situation sure. with Joe Biden. Please. Not- like I told you yesterday, Sean, Joe Biden, he ought to be ashamed of himself um, for $700. You can't do These people have been burned out. If you've been watching on TV, these people have absolutely nothing. $700 won't even won't even get you a hotel for one week. And Hawaii no. is one of the most – I don't know if you've ever been there before. That's one of the no, most expensive places in the U.S. to live. Right. Hawaii is a very expensive place. But there, yeah, something very strange happened over there, Steve. Uh, I mean uh, – I keep calling you. I keep wanting to call you. You can call me whatever you want, man. I just love having you on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a real, it's a real sad situation. You know, the, like I said, they, they, they're probably all they can do is take urns over there because those bodies are, are basically God. just ashes. They, those people basically just got burned alive, and that's why they got the cadaver dogs and the other experts out there. But they, they probably will never. They said over a thousand people are missing and. They probably will never find the uh, bodies of these people. Yeah. Well, they're saying they're saying over a thousand. They're saying over a thousand people, and unfortunately, what we're hearing is that a lot of maybe kids. You know. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. even worse that kids got involved. But yeah, like I say, the fire was moving so fast, and they said some people said they had to jump in the ocean just to stay away from right, the, the right. flame. But like I say, Joe, like I told you yesterday with Joe Biden, he's, he shouldn't even – he's just a waste of time. He's an embarrassment to even go over there. This happened over a week ago, and the guy hasn't been – like I say, he was riding a bicycle, and they asked, he wouldn't even ask the questions on the day that it happened. Mm. 
The only reason, he, you know, you already know, the only reason he's going there is for a publicity stunt and plus all the pressure that he's been receiving right. the last couple of days. He doesn't, he doesn't care about those people. Obviously like, if not. He cared about, if, he cared, if he cared about them, he wouldn't have sent that money. This, here's what shows you how bad it is. He wouldn't have sent the money to Ukraine the same week that he sent that lousy amount of money out to Hawaii. That shows you what Joe Biden's yep. priorities are, and I thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Mike. He's, uh, thank you, man. He's absolutely right. And, 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 and I, I really, you know, am offended, uh, if you will, by the ongoing claim by uh, the press secretary and Kirby and some of these other yahoos that the, the, the full force of the American government is there for Maui, and they're flinging them. One payment of seven hundred bucks, a little over a million dollars. Don't pee down my leg and tell me it's raining, man. What a bunch of crap! Hey, you know what, Mike? In order for Biden to feel shame about anything, he'd have to have a freaking soul, which he doesn't. He'd have to have a conscience. He'd have to have some kind of some metric of personal ethos. To to I just said ethos, like John Goodman in Lebowski. I did. He'd have to have some kind of personal ethos. But he would. He'd have to have some sort of ethical molecule within his entire being to even be capable of feeling shame. And he obviously doesn't. One more. Here's uh, Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? Jeff. You there, buddy? All right. 210-599-5555. We'll talk some movie stuff. i got to talk about the Sandra Bullock thing. With the uh, the blind side, uh, I actually I'm learning when I listen to talk radio, James and Don. I I learn stuff. I, I learn stuff listening to to Trey and and Elaine talking about Maui. Mm-hmm. I learned some stuff about the blind side listening to Jack Riccardi, which I didn't know because I have never seen the movie. I've never I don't know anything about the book. I don't I'm not a football guy, so it just never came into my world. You know what I mean? Yeah, the but. sports world's talking about it too. Yeah, it's, it's catching the whole cycle. I didn't just before I break. I didn't realize that the original book was not about him. That was just one part of the book. It was really about football, I guess, and how people play football. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that either. It's not the book isn't just about him and his story. It's one part of the book that they lifted to make the movie from. And I didn't know that until I heard Riccardi talking about it last night. What a just depressing story it is all the way around, you know. We'll get a little more into it. Also, yeah. I want to talk about the Blue Beetle, which is coming out, which I want to see. I actually really want to see it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that and Hispanic stereotypes uh, on the way. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071939. Nah, I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Now, I, I want to make my way through some movie news. It's, 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 some dealing with actual movies, some just dealing with people who are in movies. And first and foremost, we mentioned this story uh, about the blind side uh, a few minutes ago. And I haven't really said a lot about this on the air because I've never seen the movie. I'm not a football guy. It's not something I've ever followed. So I, I, I you know, I don't want to talk out of my butt when it comes to this the story with uh, what's his name, Michael Orr, uh, and uh, Sean and Lay and Tui. I think is that how you pronounce your name? Uh, who are the couple that adopted him? Well, they took him in. He was on the streets. His mom was a addict of some kind. I think he had 12 other siblings, and they took him in. Now, they were wealthy when they met him, as I understand it. Uh, he owns a bunch of franchises of some kind, and so they didn't need any money. But they took this guy in, took this kid in, and um, supported him, put him through college, uh, and... Uh, he became uh, an NFL guy uh, in some regard. Uh, as you know, the the, the book uh, was called the, the the was the movie was based on a book that came out in 06 called The Blind Side: Evolution of a Game. And I didn't realize until I heard it on Riccardi's show last night that the book itself is not solely about his story uh, and his relationship with this couple, this family. It's about football. Uh, so this is one part of the book. 
somebody uh, wanted to, uh, and, and I gather that they made some money when the guy first came to came to them, the author of the book, and said, "Hey, I want to write this book and include your story in it. Is that cool? And I'll give you some, I'll cut you in, you know, whatever." As far as the movie, as I understand it, they 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 sold the rights to the story to the author who wrote the book. And when it came to the production of the movie, uh, they got some money from that. But I, I with with a, a film, you don't often know how it's going to do, so it wasn't very much. But they say they shared, yeah, they each completely ma- with him, right? The the parents, both children, and Michael Orr all got like fourteen grand. Right. Which again, it's right. they don't know what's going to happen with the movie, so it's not like you're just going to get a crap load of money before they even shoot the thing, right? I mean, so he's now, and because he was 18 when they wanted to adopt him, they couldn't adopt him because he was 18, and so they had to enter into a conservatorship. Conservatorship, I think is how it's pronounced. Yes, uh, which is kind of the same thing, but it's not. It's just a little different because he's a. He's a grown-ass man. He's 18. Uh, And apparently now he's... They claim that he tried to get them to give him $15 million. Between 2020 and 2021, correct. They said he was going to plant a nasty story about him or something like that. That's what they're claiming. Uh, And now uh, he's saying that they lied to him or he didn't comprehend what was going on legally with the adoption thing. Basically, right. the con- conservatorship or whatever. Yeah, conservatorship. Right. Conservatorship, right. But as you mentioned, he could, they could not adopt him because he was... He was a grown-ass man. He, he was 18. He was an adult, right. Uh, and yeah, on that, whatever in this thing is true, it's a very sad turn of events yeah. for this story. Right. And, and you know, in this day and age, in the culture and climate we're in right now, this guy's probably surrounded by freaking lawyers... Mm-hmm. Who are screaming all kinds of things at him about racism and oh they're wealthy white people privileged and they screwed you and whatever. Yeah. So if this is true, it's really sad that you would turn on the people who basically gave you the opportunity to be who you are right. and took you in as a family man. That's yeah. a hell of a thing to take yeah. somebody at that age into your home as a member of your family. I mean, a lot of people adopt kids when they're little, when they're young. So, uh, very sad. But this thing with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I, can't, I can't figure this part out. This is really surreal. At this point, your politics have so freaking poisoned your mind that you're rendered a complete idiot. They're, they're, they're calling for Sandra Bullock. I, I, I didn't even, I forgot she won an Oscar right. for her role in the movie. And they're like, give your Oscar back. The idea being, well, you only got it on the back of a black man, so, you know, as a privileged white chick. They know she's adopted two black kids, right, from New Orleans, they, right? They missed out on that. No, Did they miss yeah. that? Did they miss oh, that she adopted right. two black kids, a boy yeah. and a he, First she Raising adopted a boy, and then she adopted, I think, the sister so they wouldn't be alone, right. or somebody who would be his sister. Yeah. she got two black kids, so she's hardly a racist. And and why? What does she have to do with this at all? Nothing. Nothing at all. She was hired to do a job. She was hired to do a gig, yeah. man. And I mean, did, it really just kind of come down to that. And she did it wonderfully. I, have you seen it? I have seen. it. Was I, it a good uh, flick? I, yeah, it was. I, I mean, everybody loved it. I, I thought she was. Seen it. I thought she was phenomenal in it. She's a mm. highly overrated actress. She, I mean, underrated actress. Underrated, she yeah. is very, very, a very good actress. Very versatile. Very much so. Yeah. Comedy, drama, uh, and so dragging her. And I guess even the guy that played him, Michael Orr, in the movie is saying this is bullcrap. Yeah. So very strange. But again, politics have race politics have so poisoned Hollywood that it probably seems perfectly reasonable in their minds to to yeah, go off in this crap. This, this case is not going to go away because they have group texts between the family members dating back. To 2020, oh God, you know, it's, it's going to get ugly. And Michael Orr is already a millionaire. It's right, right. He's, What's the point of this? He's a very nice millionaire, unless he just blew all of his money. Seven-year NFL career, 
But that happens. Maybe he did. But that happens Maybe to a lot did. of these young yeah. NFL players. Well, then that's that's the only reason he's doing this because you know, he has more money probably than Tui family. You hear so many stories about these young men that come into the league and they you know grow up with you know ten kids in a room and you know the the you know right. these tough living conditions and all of a sudden. You've got more money thrown at you than you have ever imagined having at one particular <laughs> point in time. What are you going to do? You know? Dude, if you toss all of a, a couple, sudden, if, yeah, you're you out. Know, people, people that from your family tree are showing up saying they need oh, some help yeah. too. Right, you know? right. And then, oh, by the way, why don't you open a nightclub? Because that's always going to work. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they go through it. Yeah, and they just blow through it. Dude, mm-hmm. if you'd have given me five million dollars when I was twenty years of age, it would have lasted six months. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly say I probably would have made it a weekend. <laughs> it would have been a hell of a weekend. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of sad and tawdry and you know but, lurid. But, but, not, not lurid, but tawdry is probably the better word. But, Jimmy, you probably thought this, too, that somebody got in his ear. Yes. Oh, ab- know, absolutely. And started yeah. talking to him. Because this has gone on too long. He could have said yeah. something in college when he was at Old Miss. Yeah, right. Could have said something when he was drafted. Could have said mm-hmm. something when he signed his second NFL contract. That made right. him a nice chunk of money. But now he's saying it after he's retired and not it's, in the league. It's kind of pathetic. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the timeline of when it was approached and when he signed and everything, it's going like when right. he was 17, then turned 18. The story's going to get drag, drug out, and there's well, going to be legal stuff. It's really time. sad and unfortunate because, you know, you're, he's kind of crapping on the people that were really, really there for him. However you want to look at it or whatever side you're on, Leave you can't Sandra take out of it. You can't. Yeah, well, first Sandra off, first off, you can't take away that they did this guy good by bringing him in. And secondly, what the hell does Bullock have to do with it? I don't know. Not a damn thing, man. But you know, and I know she's, she's, she's got a lot of people that she knows in the area. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Well, tell her we're all we're on her. So we stand yeah. with Sandra and tell her <laughs> that if, if she just needs a hug, I'm here. We'll all I, hug I, on I'm her. I'm offering my services I will right too. here. Now. We'll settle down. Settle we'll all down. be hugging on Sandra. If anyone's going to be stepdad, it's going to be me. Oh, you, <laughs> you single guy. Yeah. Why don't you ask her to your comedy club thing this there week? There you yeah. go. Because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Kimberly Crawford. I gave her the first chance to say no, so I'm waiting for her response. And that's another story. James so is trying you- to hook up with Kimberly Crawford on on daytime on Channel 29. But did you like how he phrased that, though? I gave her the first option to say no. <laughs> is, a, that, is that a self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah, I think yeah, that, you know, so. maybe you're lacking it's a in some confidence gra- there. It's a self-gratifying uh, way to put it. Like, yeah. well, I'll give you the option. I'm going to end up taking my cousin, I guarantee. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. And then, at, why Alec Bo- <laughs> Cousin. Oh, poor Jimmy. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> but you but just yeah, did. I, mean to, I, mean I to am laugh. too. Yeah, it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> 210. So anyway, good luck with the future Mrs. Trevino there on Channel 29. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. And then why Alec Baldwin really is an a-hole. That's coming up next on News Talk 550. San Antonio's talk station. People voice their opinions. You talk. We listen. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 954. I'm Sean Hike. I gabbed a lot the last break, so we only got a couple of minutes here. We may have to revisit this little topic-y thing here. This little topic-y thing. Alec Baldwin might still be facing manslaughter charges uh, in New Mexico. He might also be facing uh, lying to authorities because uh, they've completed their forensic test. Uh, their forensic investigation, rather, uh, into this weapon that he fired on the set of this movie. Uh, And they have discovered or concluded that there's no possible way that gun could have fired without somebody pulling the trigger. Uh, Which, if, if true, which I believe absolutely it is, I own a revolver. I own a big revolver. I got a really big gun. James has seen it. Anyway, um, you know, you, you sort of have to pull the trigger for the damn thing to fire. I mean, you, you, could, you could make the argument, and I, you know, with a semi-automatic, that you know, d- depending on the what state the gun's in, if you drop it, you know, or I, I don't know. It, it, it's not likely, but I guess you could probably somehow make the argument that you wouldn't have to pull the trigger on a semi-auto. I still believe you would have to, but a revolver, you damn skippy have to pull the the trigger, especially an older model like this. 
So in as much as that is true, he lied to authorities uh, when they asked him if he pulled the trigger because he, as was reported at the time, he said and maintained he did not pull the trigger. And again, you know, I have a dual action. You don't have to cock mine to, to, to fire it. But, baby, I'm telling you, you, you could uncocked, you could drop that gun a thousand times a day. It's not going to go off by itself. The physics of a revolver just don't really allow for it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a weapons expert. Trey's much more of an expert on, on weapons in general than I am, but I know enough about wheel guns that, you, you, you know, it would be really freaking hard and against most of the laws of physics to, to fire the damn thing without pulling the trigger. Because he didn't claim he dropped it, which, of course, wouldn't have made sense forensically either, uh, given the angle at which she was shot. So the only thing he can really lie about is that he didn't pull the trigger, but that just does not make physical sense. So, uh, wow, buddy, <laughs> you you didn't play your hand very well on this one. And you know what else? And, and we brought this up on Where and Rima, and it's absolutely true. You know what? Alec Baldwin has been an a-hole since this thing happened. You know, very rarely did he show any kind of actual empathy uh, over the fact that his colleague lost her life, a husband lost a wife, a son lost a, a mom. It's always a, it's always been about him. Uh, I, I, for whatever reasons, I've been doing a lot of reading on. Uh, uh, I, I like reading Ab Psych every now and again. I took an Ab Psych in college, so I'm still kind of fascinated by fascinated by it. So I've been reading a lot about narcissistic personality disorder. Alec Baldwin has that up the yin yang, man. He's got every freaking symptom. Of an absolute freaking narcissist, and uh, he he might have because they they left themselves they they dropped the original charges against him or I can't remember if they decided not to pursue the charges or if they actually dropped the charges, uh, but they still have the option to revisit the charges based upon the forensic investigation of the weapon which they have now completed. And are saying uh, what we discovered or you know uh, concluded about this weapon is that Alec Baldwin is absolutely lying that he, when he says he didn't pull the trigger. So, I I, I also heard uh, many months ago or however long ago it was that they're they want to finish the movie. You know, I, I don't know, man. Is that what they want to they want to finish the damn thing? If they're doing it, they're doing it out of respect, I guess, for uh, Elena or Helena uh, Hutchins, who lost her life. So we'll see. More coming up on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I'm your old weird Uncle Sean. How you doing? And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, it's Thursday, and a week from today, there are two things we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about the debate in Michigan, the GOP, GOP debate, which is next Wednesday. And I, let me look at my calendar. I believe next Friday is also the day that Trump and uh, the other 18 folks indicted in Georgia are expected to turn themselves into authorities in, in Georgia. Uh, so next week's going to be a biggie, folks. Uh, buckle your seatbelts. Uh, uh, of the showing up to hand himself over to the man uh, for the mugshot and all that crap uh, a week from tomorrow... Uh, it, it is painfully obvious, I think, to anybody who's even moderately paying attention. This is so obviously politically motivated. And it, it, unless you can call me up and explain to me why, arguably, the most famous man on planet freaking Earth would have to turn himself in to, to sit in a cage, a holding cell, in a, a pair of uh, orange pajamas there. Uh, because I guess what he's a flight risk. Where in the hell is he going to go? Outer space to get away from? You know what I mean? Come on, man. He's running for pre- this is all. This is all a show. This is all political. It's scumbaggery. It really is. But we will be talking about it, and we'll also be talking about the debate. 
again, scheduled uh, to take place in Milwaukee uh, on Wednesday night, starting at 8 p.m., I guess, our time. That would be, I don't know, 7. I'm not sure about the time difference. Brett Bear and Martha McCallum will be moderating. Uh, I'm not as much a Brett Bear fan as I used to be, but Martha is top shelf, man. And it's still, I guess, up in the air as to whether or not Trump's going to be there. Um, so let's let's talk about that for a few minutes. 210-599-5555. I'm, I'm kind of half and half on whether or not he should do it. In one regard, it feels to me like slumming it. You know, there's nobody who's anywhere close to his numbers. His overall rating at this point is uh, pushing 60%. He's at 55 or 56 or something like that. Uh, DeSantis is quickly falling off the radar. He's he's uh, His numbers are steadily dropping. I think he's still in the 20s. Vivek Ramaswamy is actually seeing some increase in his uh, in his numbers. Uh, people are paying much more attention to him, and I'll, I'll explain why I think that is in a second. But the rest of them, they're they're most of them, I think, are in single digits. Uh, so, w- w- I, in other words, I thought, how does it serve Donald Trump's campaign to be there? Now, debates, t- television debates in general. First off, for me, they're they're usually ninety nine percent of the time they're a snooze fest, you know, and nothing really interesting happens. Uh, we we have a few examples over the years when a debate either made or broke somebody's campaign. The most infamous one, of course, is the very first one with between Kennedy and Nixon. First time folks were able to sit and watch uh, candidates debate. And even though if you listen to the audio on the radio, uh, and this was true of the time, people uh, universally said Nixon won that debate point by point by point. People who had just seen it, they hadn't watched it. But the people who watched it saw a greasy old man uh, with bags under his eyes and five o'clock shadow going, and Kennedy was just TV ready, man. Uh, and then uh, the Reagan uh, uh, Mondale debate, where he Mondale tried to make a point of Reagan's age, and Reagan famously responded, "I will not. I, I'm paraphrasing, but I will not use my uh, opponent's youth and inexperience, you know, against him." And arguably, that was a, a, a watershed moment in that campaign. Uh, Benson versus Dan Quayle. That was another one. You know, but I, I, I can't. Th- I'm, I'm trying to think if there there was a moment in 2015 uh, le- leading up to that election that Donald Trump or there was some great moment. Uh, the Rosie O'Donnell thing was kind of interesting, but you know, uh, but at that point, Donald Trump had a bunch of he had a stage full of people he had to beat to get the nomination. And to say he was the long shot, you know, would be understating it at that point. He needed to be at those debates, okay? He needed to make Rubio look like an a-hole. He needed to take down Cruz, you know, and, and he did. And, and he took them down one by one. If you remember, Trump took every – and there was a, that was a big old fat stage of people. And he took them all down. I don't know that that's necessary now because, again, the gulf between their numbers is so vast. What would it serve him? It it only serves him, in my opinion. And you got to, with a debate, I I would submit you you have to sort of weigh and balance the, 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 the positives and negatives, right? What can go right? What can go wrong? If he gets on the stage, there's a hell of a lot that can go wrong for him. But does it actually end up hurting him? I say no even if he has a bad moment. The only one on that stage, if I'm Trump, that I'm worried about in any way, shape, or form, frankly, at this point, would be Ramaswamy in my, or, or Tim Scott. Uh, especially to maybe Tim Scott more than anybody else. I don't know. But if he, if he doesn't let anybody know he's going until the final freaking moment and he just unexpectedly walks out on stage, maybe he gets some great optic points there. But I frankly don't think he needs it. 
And he likes Tim Scott, and he likes Ramaswamy. He does, so they'd be the only ones I think he'd really have to worry about, and he's already talked admirably about both of them. He's offered Tim Scott a place in the cabinet, you know. So I, I don't know if going to the debate actually serves him in any way, shape, or form. The battle he's fighting against your own government right now is his campaign. And and Trey pointed out earlier that, you know, the, the way they're scheduling all these hearings, you know, they're, they're trying to run him out throughout the entire campaign. I think what they're missing, though, and it's a, it, this is going to be a, 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 a blunder of historic proportions, is that, yeah, fighting you really is his campaign. And by you, I mean the federal government, the administration, the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS, all of them, man. Trump's campaign is his battle with them. Because you know why? That's our battle, too. Now, what Trump did brilliantly in that first campaign uh, was speak for the people that were being unheard and felt frustrated as hell they were being unheard. Uh, His campaign, and I I just kind of stumbled on this thought, but his campaign now is this legal battle. Uh, because they're the bad guys. For most people, myself included, the people who have aligned against Donald Trump within our own government are the bad guys. So his campaign is his fight with them. He doesn't need to buy any ads because he's already all over the TV. Next next week he's going to be... Look, Brett Baer said this. I was reading an article uh, out of Michigan from one of their local papers where they talked to Brett Baer about it. And they said, look, this, this debate's going to be about Trump, whether he's there or not. And it is. <laughs> they're, they're all going to be talking smack about Trump one way or the other. And yet, oddly, most of them are running on Trumpian ideas about border security, uh, being a, a tough guy around the world and showing these people what for and, and being tough on, on, for, on, on diplomacy and our interactions with some of these bad actors around the world. Uh, the economy, he's already got a win-win on the economy because he's already done it. Uh, he's already got a proven record of being a, an economic winner for this country. And and increasingly, I am kind of picking up on the vibration with a lot of folks that, and I've been predicting this for a while, that they don't really care at this point whether he's an a-hole or not. Because we're not, if we were in normal times, quote-unquote normal times, maybe. Maybe some of his personality quirks would undo him, but not now. People just want him back. You look at the response they're not getting to the year anniversary of the uh, Anti-Inflation Act or whatever the hell they ended up calling it. Nancy Pelosi had to beg people to clap for her several times when she and Schumer are talking about the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. That's what I guess what it's technically called. She's talking about how great this has been for America, and she's waiting for the freaking applause. Dead silence. It was a real Jeb Bush moment, man. The Democrats at this point are, are in such low regard with most Americans. They actually do need applause signs at this point. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know why he would do the debate. What do you think? 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Quickly, uh, Elvis, how you doing? I think everybody on that stage is fighting for second place. Yeah. He doesn't have to show up at all till we have a clear secondary front runner. I wish DeSantis would drop out now so he could get the VP tap later right. on yeah DeSantis may not have a choice at some bar because he's, he's kind of in a free fall right now numerically as right. far as i can tell and uh, i think all 18 that are indicted should show up in waco let all the conservatives show up to have his back and say come get me <laughs> i i think you know and i appreciate the call back because that'll be another question we're going to have to ask ourselves over the next few days does he show up on friday a week from tomorrow with his wrists out, you know? two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Brad, hang on, we'll talk to you when we get back. Should Trump go to the debate uh, go to the GOP debate on Wednesday night? This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah.
News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi. I'm Sean. This is my show. This is Sean's show. This is Sean Morgan. This is James Rizzo. The future Mrs. Cro- Mr. Crawford. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, talk about the, <laughs> about the uh, debate. And then we'll talk about the Blue Beetle. I want to talk. I want to get my thoughts on the upcoming uh, Hispanic-y superhero. It's Hispanic-y. It's a superhero movie, but it's Hispanic-y. And that's coming up. And we'll talk about that. I got some thoughts. 210, because it's already controversial. I don't know why. It's already freaking controversial. The the Hispan- the Mexican superhero movie. <laughs> but first, the debate, uh, should Trump go on Wednesday? Here's Brad. Brad, how you doing? Hey, young man, you read any good poetry lately? I've written a few. <laughs> oh, I got I got some news about that, too. I'll tell you in a minute. I was going to say about Trump, I would skip the debate and then to have a press conference the next, the next day and do what, you know, an after-action review and right. critique the comments of everybody. But, you know, even if he ain't there, he's going to become a topic of the debate. Oh, They'll you know he is. Free publicity. Yeah. He'll be getting free publicity out the yin-yang because everybody, and certainly Mr. Pence, are going to be saying, Oh, I oppose him here, and I advise him sure. not to do that and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, there's nothing to be gained and everything to be lost. And, you know, you're talking about famous uh, screw-ups during the debates. Uh, I was in junior high and didn't know that much about how the world worked, but Jerry Ford uh, looked over at Jimmy Carter and said, well, you know, the people of Eastern Europe, uh, they're not dominated by the Soviet Union. And I like to fell out of my chair. Right. And the next day they had a cartoon of the in the Dallas Times-Herald when Dallas still had two papers they had uh, a cartoon of a big wall, you know, the Berlin right. Wall, and a hand holding a newspaper up above it saying, the headlines on the paper, Ford says East Europe not controlled by Soviets. And, you know, you talk about it booping and falling back in your own right. mess, man. I don't think Jerry <laughs> ever recovered from that at all. No, he didn't. Well, you know, but again, most of the time these things are really boring and nothing significant really happens because a lot of them are just working from prepared talking points they, anyway every now and again points. every now and again something interesting happens they will have their own agenda and it's going to be right. kind of a you ever heard the phrase policy wonk yeah they're going to be debating this policy versus doing that and you know that was what Mitt romney was that right. really was what jimmy carter was he was criticized for being a guy who got into the weed details of policy and couldn't articulate a big broad vision and, uh, yeah, that, the American people reject that. That's a losing thing. Yeah. It's a so great we'll, show. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And, and keep listening. That, What's that? I'm glad that uh, the debate's going to happen. Uh, right. I, I honestly fear for if they do get Mr. Trump in any kind of a jail, uh, if they have a power outage and it turns out he slipped and tripped and hit his head on the bars multiple oh, God. times. Right. Uh, well, I, 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 really I fear that they'll try that. Well, I, I got to go, man. I, I, look, I don't put anything past these people. They cannot let him be president again. So make of that whatever you will. Um, oh, yeah, you mentioned poetry. I just want to mention this real quick. Uh, coming up, because uh, I got some uh, an update on something. I, I'm doing a poetry reading and book signing. It's not an official radio thing. It's just something I'm doing on my own. Uh, it'll be on September 2nd, Saturday, September 2nd, in Bandera, Texas, at Spirits of Texas. It's a store. You can look it up. If you're on my Facebook page, all the info's there. And I'll be there from 1 to 4 signing books and reading some poems. I'm probably going to Facebook Live some stuff as far as the poetry reading. But a little bird whispered in my ear earlier that a certain Jewish cowboy who wears a big black hat and smokes a big black cigar might be coming by to uh, to watch the poetry reading. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, uh, again, September 2nd uh, in uh, Bandera, Texas at Spirits of Texas Store. Check it out. Um, Blue Beetle, so very quickly, or should I wait? I guess we're almost out of time. Maybe I should wait. Uh, I mean, it's is a, it juicy? No, I mean it's just it's it's a it's 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 a superhero movie, but the character is Hispanic. Is a me- I believe a Mexican character the director, from the comic book. Director's Hispanic, screenwriter's Hispanic, and the character apparently is Hispanic from the original books or whatever comic books. And I don't know why people are all of a sudden kind of worried about it being stereotypical or. It's it's a comic book character. It might be a little cartoony. So you know, I'm just saying. Are we going the flaming hot route of this? I think being... that's what people are saying. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Because the big criticism of Flaming Hot, beyond it not being true, allegedly, was that it was very Mexicanized. You know, 
where there are people walking around in freaking sombreros and was, crap, you know what I mean? It was like an infomercial like for a, Culebra. That's what you said. Yeah, right, right. I'm going to make some spicy Cheetos, you know. So they're kind of laying the same trip on this movie, and I really want to see it. I mean, my whole life is freaking Hispanic at this point. I mean, Don Morgan and Trey Ware are the only honkies I know, you know. I mean, that's really it. I mean, I, I you know. Oh, and we'll toss Christian Blood in there, too. I, I suspect he's a honky as well, but he's only half a honky, too, I think. I'm not sure. Well, he's married to a Spanish girl. He's in the same boat as I am, so yes. to speak. And and there are, when it comes to movies, there are certain... Well, there's one stereotype I can tell you that is absolutely true, okay? Every freaking time Selena's on, we sit and watch it. I will say that, okay? If Selena came on... You know, Fox Business, we'd sit and watch it. You know what I mean? We watch Selena every time that comes. But it, it, the, a lot of this other stuff is kind of crap, you know. So I, I, I don't, I'm looking forward to it. My, we're all looking forward to it. You, you think people would be freaking happy that someone made a, a, a Hispanic superhero movie, but they're already, sorry, bitching about it, and I don't even know what, what the problem is. I'm, not, I'm looking online. And it takes place in a fictitious uh, Texas city called Palmera City. Right. And, yeah, it's, I, what's, I George Lopez the, is in it, I think. He needs the help, by the way. Probably, because he's, <laughs> he's showing up on Hallmark a little too. Well, actually, no, he'd be hipper if he was showing up on Hallmark more. So I don't know what people have, what, why they're bent out of joint over this movie. But by and large, people take superhero movies way too seriously, man. Well, you either are superhero nerds where Rolling Stone is saying this is too formulaic and that it's oh, a typical... They're all formulaic. It's a comic book movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nope. I didn't mean to cut you off. There. No, 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 you... no. I'm saying you're right. You keep going. It's a comic book movie. What are you expecting, freaking Macbeth? I mean, the Marvel Avengers movies and all the movies that kind of tied into that was about as deep as you're ever going to get with a comic book movie. And they actually did it pretty well. We sat and watched uh, Gardens, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 last night. I really enjoyed the hell out of that. Okay. It was I a really good movie. It's good? It's very good. Actually, it was, very, it was a very nice ending to the whole storyline. Is the soundtrack on point? Because the yes! first two soundtracks were awesome. The soundtrack is yes! badass. Awesome. It was a great movie. One of the better Marvel movies I've seen recently. But leave the leave the blue beetle alone, you stupid honkies. And don't use the original Hispanic term for beetle because yeah, that already got trouble. the guy fired yeah, for being yeah, the poet laureate. Yeah. So there you go. All right, we'll take a, <laughs> we'll take a break. Nice tie-in. Point Jimmy two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener, when you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Yeah, I got a couple of weird moments with Biden and one weird moment, moment with Pelosi. I don't know. Do you have the audio of him with the ice cream thing? It's not important, but I mean, if you have it, it's, it's so creepy. Joe Biden, I forget, he was talking about, they're all, they can't shut up about the year anniversary of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which most of us despise because, well, it didn't reduce inflation, it increased it. And he, he, he comes out, and he starts talking to the, he's some kids there, and he starts talking about ice cream. Hey, I know where all the best ice cream is. Yeah, yeah. Your da- and then he said your daddy owes you. He really, I I, th- I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's actually, like, you know, pervy. Well, no, I let me take that back. He is actually pervy. Because we've seen this man paw women and children throughout his entire freaking career. Okay? Uh, so he is a perv. He is a weirdo. But I, I think also in his addled mind, uh, he he believes uh, his dementia addled mind. I, I think he believes that he's he's being grandfatherly. Go ahead and run that fascinating audio. And I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. Yeah, yeah. And Daddy owes you. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he is actually pervy, but that to me is like in his brain, in the jigsaw puzzle of his brain with a few pieces missing, he thinks he's being cutesy pootsy. Ah, look at old Uncle Joe. Old, he just loves the little kids, man. Ah, I'm going to get you some ice cream, little girl. Get in the van. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. And it just doesn't come off that way. <laughs> it just does, It just comes off skeezy. Like, get your hands off my freaking kid. Let me ask you this. Would you let your kid ride in an elevator with Joe Biden alone? No, you wouldn't. Not that it would ever happen, but would you? No, you wouldn't. Okay. He he's obviously screwed up his, his, his Hunter uh, so bad the guy didn't you know it, it, that guy didn't even know how not to be a skis you know what I mean he, a skis raising a skis produces what a skis and then I mentioned this early Pelosi we don't have the audio for this but I, it, it's hilarious Pelosi had a Jeb Bush moment the other day when she was out there with Chuck Schumer who was a mollusk. He's a bivalve. They're both bottom feeders, man. They're both bottom feeding, bottom feeding scumbags. And Pelosi and Schumer out there, and again, they're talking about how wonderful the freaking uh, again. See, it's a year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act, which really was the Green New Deal, just called the Inflation Reduction Act. And the economy sucks right now. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. And these uh, these cockroaches, these pieces of crap, the fungi that uh, that uh, that populate the swamp, are out there talking about how freaking great this thing is, and and they're not getting the response they want. Pelosi was talking about it, and 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 she said something about your res- your moral responsibility. She brought up God first, which Pelosi should never do. She brought up, you know, something, I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of the people of faith. You know, you have a responsibility to care for your fellow man. And she's slinging around terms like moral responsibility. Pelosi, who has the morality of a garter snake, okay? And uh, uh, nobody clapped. And I guess she was expecting some applause. And so she actually said, that's an applause line. And then I guess they they clapped, and then later on she said it again. That also is an applause line. These people at this point need applause signs because they suck so bad at their jobs. It's funny. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Oh, and I, 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 it, 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 I think both Trey and I, and I've heard Jack talk about this stuff too. I, I've kind of gotten into following these stories. That come out from uh, Reddit, uh, the MI the a hole section or whatever they call it. There, there's a thing on Reddit, MI the a hole, and and people anonymously post questions about situations that have arisen in their lives, either between a spouse or a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And the question is, am I the a hole? <clears throat> and there was one. That we talked about on Where in Rima, where uh, a woman had a wedding and she said no white because she's the only one wearing white. And I think like a six-year-old nephew shows up wearing a white tuxedo and she had an S-fit. Okay, of that, yeah, she was the a-hole. But you know what? Women are crazy when they get married. Weddings make women crazy. There, I said it. And a couple of odd gay guys who get married to other dudes, but they're still acting like women. Weddings make women crazy. It just does. Come on. We all know it. I'm just saying it. Uh, we, I had two weddings, okay, to the same woman. Okay? We had a wedding down at the courthouse. Don Morgan was there. And uh, we all did shots of tequila afterwards. And it was, good. It, was good. it was a good time, man. And then we had the big wedding for all the family and the friends. I made it to that one as You well. did. You were there yeah. as well. In fact, your wife took some great pictures. I'm not saying that my wife was crazy, but man, every time a woman, women all get a little nuts when it comes to the wedding. They just do. They're just on edge. They want it to be perfect. Everybody wants to be a princess. And I think it's just something you have to accept in life. Now, the other am I the a-hole thing that I brought up earlier is a woman who is 43 years of age has been offered the opportunity to model... Underwear, lingerie, underwear, undergarments. 
And she says her old man, her husband, is is telling her she can't do it. He's got a problem with it. He thinks it would be embarrassing. He doesn't want her showing it off all over the place. And so she brought it up, am I the a-hole? And I'm kind of divided on that one. I, I am. If my wife get now, my, now, I said this earlier, and I'm yeah, going to be honest. Yeah. My wife doesn't sling it around, man. My, you don't see the, the cleavage selfies with my wife. She's not, you know what I mean? She doesn't do that. She's never been that person. That's not her bag. And let me tell you something. My wife is built like a brick S house, and if she wanted to, she could, but she doesn't. It's just not in her character. She could always do it for me if she wanted, but yeah, it's a different story. You might have to pay. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> She'd make me pay. I'd have to sign waivers. But is it right. is it the face? Like, if your wife's face is not in the picture, would you still have a problem? I here's what I would do. I would it, so uh, again. It's so far out of her character. It's not something she would ever do anyway. But if she if she really wanted to model lingerie, and it was just for whatever bizarre reason something she wanted to do, I wouldn't be happy about it. But I wouldn't tell her she can't do it. Uh, I don't dig guys who tell their wives they can't do stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless it involves serial killing or sleeping with other men. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think you should be supportive. So if it was something she really wanted to do, I'd say, well, okay, I'm not happy about it. But if it's something you really want to do, and then as we brought up on Where and Rhyme, the second question would be, uh, how much are you getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get a new boat out of all of this? Am I getting a new car? You know, I mean, you know, but. I but, smell an above ground pool. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> would you, how would you feel if Georgia said, hey, you know, they, somebody offered me a bunch of money to, pour, you know, model some lingerie. Would you be cool with it, or if that's what she wants to do? Right. You know, I mean, who am I to say no? Well, I think what I'm getting yeah, here, Don, is that I'm not going to pull the "I'm your husband, I say so" card. No, not, not with her. No, and know, not I'm, neither one I, of us have a wife that I'm we would pull that trip on. Stupid as I look. That does you and I. That doesn't work fair. in our house. No, that's fair. He does look stupid. That's I, I do. Well, I'm and just so saying. I'm I wouldn't tell Georgia or my wife to do anything. You right. know, like, I'm the man of the house. <laughs> you know, it's just, no, that ain't going to happen. I Would you be happy about it, though? If I got the first peak, yeah. <laughs> See how he is. Well, at least as long as I get the proofs. Yep. And I can approve them. Right. You dink. No, so I... <laughs> as long as I get to be at the photo shoot. I just think the guy is being kind of a jerk by being so absolutist. You can say, hey, I don't think it's a great idea, or I think it'd be embarrassing for our kids. But if that's what you want to do, honey, you know. Yeah, right. Here's how I handle every argument at this point that I'm in with my wife. Whatever you want, dear, it's okay. Whatever baby wants, you go right ahead, baby. Yeah. Don't hit me, please. Whatever, Not where anybody can see. Whatever repercussions come from all of this, that's I, right. will, I will deal with it in due time. I will deal with it. Yeah. Just don't. Don't bruise the face, baby. Okay. In the meantime, keep your hands up here so I can see them. <laughs> I don't want you to slap me. I'd love to see my wife in some boudoir photography, to be honest with you. But, you know, <laughs> I want to be the one to take it. That's all. <laughs> anyway, all right. 210. <laughs> don't want to make this awkward. 210. No. You know, the thing, if, you, if it's your photography, it would be blurry and It'd be artsy-fartsy. Right. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. I'd have to go David Lynch on her. Right. You, you only get half the body because it's yeah. artsy and not right. the whole body. You know, and he's focusing. Darty did that to him. What? He's focusing on the you know vase of flowers in the back and not her. Because- <laughs> hey, I'm an artist. <laughs> we'll get to the boobs. All right. <laughs> Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Just a few minutes here, and then we'll make way for Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. One of my favorite shows. Very cool show. There's three dudes from three different generations talking about stuff. It's a great gig. Um, finally, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you saw uh, the video out of Long Island uh, where, and I think, I don't know, did we all think that was a chick at first? Okay. To be full disclosure, mm. Van Camp told me yesterday outside that it was a lady. Oh, no, it's a, it's so a he, dude. Yeah, he thought it was a yeah, chick. Yeah, we all too. did. Yeah. I thought it was a dude. Yeah. This uh, w- alleged, At that point, this woman 
we thought was a woman uh, on a busy street intersection in Long Island, and she has a gun, and she's pointing it at cars. Uh, there are cops there. She's pointing it at the cops. At one point, she points it at her own head. And uh, a cop in a police SUV rolls up and just kind of dings her with the bumper so she goes down. And then the other cops come on in and cover. Uh, the thing is, it's a dude, man. It's it's not. It wasn't a woman. Kyber Calderon is uh, is the dude. Thirty. Now listen to this. Thirty-one-year-old Brooklyn man, Kyber or Kibber Calderon, who also uses the identity of a thirty-three-year-old woman named Hannah Carrillo. Now. Okay, I get the whole trans tripper on right now. It's the cool thing, right? To be a dude and dress like a woman and identify as a woman. But can somebody explain to me why he added the two years to his own age? What is that supposed to mean? He is a 31-year-old dude, but he identifies as a 33-year-old woman. What in the hell do the two extra years do for you? I, that I don't get at all. Well, it's to help him distinguish between the two personalities, perhaps. Is it? Yeah. Well, he's also he's wanted on burglary and trespassing charges or mm. was facing charges. He's another one of these DAs that let him out, you know, mm. without bail. Mm. Uh, so is it to maybe hide his actual identity I, I mean you know what i think it's probably a a, a more simple explanation what's and, that and perhaps uh the person in question just wanted to have two birthdays to get more <laughs> presents you know i get two birthdays a day man Woo-hoo! one as a dude one as a woman but he, he was a, he's a tranny he's a the cops dinged a tranny <laughs> bet you didn't think you'd hear those words today well, you know. some expert driving though yeah. T- did you see the video to take him yeah, down? No, knowing that the officer, you know, was, was that was the goal. I thought perhaps the the person ran in front of the police officer. No, he just and the officer was trying to avoid hitting them. No, but apparently the, that was the that was the goal, just to, to slow them down, knock them down, so they get the gun away. Had, he he had minor in, injuries. Yeah, and I'm calling him a he because I guess when they arrested him, he identified as a dude. Right. Very strange individual. Yeah. <laughs> By and large, you know, weird. one way or the other, man. Yeah. Weirdo. So anyway, excellent driving to that police officer. Saved a lot of lives, perhaps. Thanks you. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.